0: Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this
1: is Rafa Today is... February 8th, the time is about 11.30 a.m. Reading PC has been conducting conference calls from past 10 years, every working day. So if you have any questions, please raise your hand. If you're a newcomer, you need to keep your camera on. You have to let us know you're a newcomer so that we promote people who have never asked questions.
2: Bhavna? Hi, Rahul. Yes, ma'am. I am not a new. Um, I'm a returning um, member. So
1: that's okay. Go ahead, Nan.
2: Um I this is a follow up question, Rahul. On um, has there any be, has there been any update from the CBP on L two EAD or the fact that L two visa holders do not need any EAD anymore?
1: Um, can you, um, Sruti or uh, or Gayatri, Can you get uh, Stephen online, please, to see if he can sure come and join? Just wait, Bhavana, for a couple of uh, more minutes. We have an update on the EAD, but it doesn't. It definitely is not. We have an update today or yesterday on EAD, but it's not on on L two EADs. But he's going to update it. Give, give okay. us five few minutes. Next person.
2: Absolutely, please. no problem. Vandana. Hi,
3: Rahul. Um, I was trying to uh, get uh, to this a long time ago, but somehow I missed uh, your line. Uh, so here's my question. So I'm I'm on H-1B uh, with my EB-2 priority date, September 2014, so which is not current wow. yet. And uh, so actually my daughter, uh, she is... September
1: on- 2014. Yes. And you didn't file the downgrade application?
3: No, I did not.
1: And why did not? That?
3: No, there was some problem with my employer. Uh, he said they, they had some merger situation wherein you know, they said we cannot downgrade it at this point. So that's why we could not, unfortunately we we missed a one time. Okay,
1: life. let's get to the point then.
3: Yeah. Go ahead. So, uh I'm trying to find out like other ways how I can get it. So I feel like there is, my, my daughter is uh, 15 years, I mean, 18 years old. And Yay. she's a US citizen. So she is
1: born- but she's in a US citizen.
3: <laughs> yeah, she is. And that's yeah, we, she was born here and then we had to go back to India. And uh, okay. my, my son, he's, in, he's 15 years old. And Mm -hmm. he was born here. Away, he was born. I mean, he was born in India, right? Uh, So now, uh, I know it's kind of a different situation here. And we are we are still in this lane. You know, we are trying to get to the uh, employment based green card. Uh, But uh, so I'm looking at my for my son basically, right? Like now he's in three years. uh, I mean, he will get into aging out option. So I'm trying to avoid how what's the best option for him to. You uh, know, go with uh, uh was, what's card. your
1: husband's legal status? He's on H4. Is he working?
3: H4 EAD, yes, he is.
1: And was he on H1B before?
3: a very short time, but most of the most of the time he has been on H4 and EAD.
1: You have been in this country for 18 years. You are not taking care of your green card at all.
3: No, actually, we were not. Um I... My,
1: my grand, great-grandmother said one thing. If, we, if I have to cut mangoes, I cannot go to God and pray, please get the mangoes to me. I have to go cut them. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's my great-grandmother. So now you are trying to circumvent the circumstances that you are in, where you are supposed to take care of the things yourself and pushing the responsibility of your children, your husband, and you onto the employer and saying that the employer didn't do it. You are an IT profession, I guess.
3: No, actually, you know, the situation we were in, we had to go back to India for a long time. That's and that not can... the
1: question, though. You are an IT profession.
3: Yeah, I know, right, absolutely. Okay, yeah.
1: now you're telling that the employer is not willing to file the downgrade application for you. Why can't you change the employer?
3: No, because I'm, I, I'm still in H-1B, right? I mean, uh,
1: I'm still in H-1B. Oh, you changed so many what, what what how hard is it to change if the employer is not downgrading the application, change to a different employer and file the form. I-140 form with them. Yeah. I mean we we were not in a kind of a situation. Uh, it was an That's bit. exactly what I'm telling where my great grandmother said that don't pray to God to get the mangoes or the tamarind into the to the home. You have to go and cut it. Yeah.
3: Right. And if
1: you don't cut it, the God will not cut it for you.
3: <laughs> Absolutely,
1: yeah, right. And and then that's what you're trying to do. The whole strategy that you have, it doesn't. It's not working. You need to understand that. Um, you should have filed the green card when you were here before, and you should have done a lot of times. And now, still, you're relying an employer to take care of your younger son because your daughter might save you, but your daughter might still not be able to save your son.
3: Yeah, right. That's true.
1: But to save your son. The better way is to probably the best thing is to find an employer to file an EB2 and EB3 and then be ready because if it's a merger, that guy should have filed an amendment. Do you know he filed an amendment for EB2? Yeah,
3: he did file an
1: amendment for EB2. If yeah. he files an amendment, why can't he file a downward application? He can.
3: No, the actually, I think it's with the corporate layer or the, the company had, um, they said they were going to change exactly, the
1: when yeah. I play guard, you know, the guard doesn't give me bone. Yeah. Go change the guard. I mean, go go somewhere else. I mean, go cut the mangoes. That's it. And you're not willing to do it. I'm sorry. I can't be a phony to you if you don't want to change your employer. You need to change no, your employer to get to save your son.
3: No, but at this point, you know, what, what are my options, uh, Rahul? So change
1: it's... the employer. You could I... have done that in October 2020.
4: Mm.
1: Next person, please. I can't save you if you can't help yourself. Sri Lakshmi. If Stephen is back, let me know.
4: Yeah, Rahul, uh, Stephen is in meeting
1: right now. Okay. Um, Bhavana, will, um, if you drop an email, I will try to get the response to you, okay? And keep your phone number in the email info at rnloudgroup.com. Next person, please.
5: Sri Lakshmi hi sir thanks for the opportunity so uh, actually i have applied for h4 and ead when i am in us it is a change of status from l2 so i went back to Indi- i went to india and kn and got stamped and i came back so now i'm uh, thinking about like how my ead works uh, so you i have need to apply to for ead
1: you have to apply for ead again ma'am again yes The reason is that if you applied for the change of status, if you leave the country, you're considered to have abandoned the change of status application. Since your H4 is abandoned, your EAD will be denied too. If it was an extension of H4 though, you wouldn't have needed to file an EAD again, but it's not extension. You told me that it's L2 to H4 plus EAD. So I want you to file an EAD ASAP right now.
4: Right now, okay.
1: Okay, sir.
4: Next person. Kumar.
1: Kumar. I can't hear you, Kumar.
6: Kumar, I'm not that good in lip reading. Rajit. Yeah. Hi, Rahul. Thank you very much for giving this opportunity. Uh, my question is like uh, in the year 2019. So uh, I went to India and I came back uh, in the month of Jan, and. Uh, what happened is, you know, so during that time I got an EAD uh, until Jan 15, 2022, um, and uh, but Did I have you say my visa. EAD. No, no, no. Uh, I94. H1B I94. Yes, while H-1B-94. entering from uh, Abu Dhabi. Okay, so. Uh, and uh, I have a visa uh, valid until uh, uh, 27th, February, uh, 2022. And I have applied for extension. I got an extension until 2025, but my license expired, you know, so I'm and uh, when I went to USCIS, sorry, when I went to DMB, they said that uh, they, they are sending uh, a request to USCIS to get the uh, uh, legal status uh, validation, but I have not got anything so far, but is, am I legal? Uh, is my status legal right now because uh, you got the, you got the h1b extension approved with the i94 until 2025 with the i94 is right yes but that is uh, applicable from uh, valid from uh, 28 27th feb to 2025 20, uh, oh wow. why did they do that
1: why didn't they put a start on January of two
6: thousand twenty-two, I I am not sure. So, but yeah, this is. But my my previous uh, petition it is valid until February twenty-eighth, twenty twenty-two. You know, so let's say I cannot answer the question in this conference call because
1: technically you don't have I seven nine seven. Nobody ever requested your status from January of two thousand twenty-two to February twenty-seventh of two thousand twenty-two so i would
6: want you to consult a lawyer outside this conference but, okay so but i have my uh, i140 approved and uh, everything that is know, a so different issue that is whether you
1: have you have 1 million dollars in bank balance and all those things are irrelevant i'm only speaking of the i797s i94s validity between january of 2022 to february 27th of 2022. That's what I'm concerned about. Whether you have an I-140 approval, whether you have a million dollars in a bank account, is it, is not the relevant thing. Next person, please. Okay, thank you.
4: Shalaka? Okay,
7: sir.
2: Hi, Rabul. Uh, so, my question is regarding refiling AOS. I downgraded in 2020, 2020 October. Uh, What's the month, date? Uh, February 2012.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: and it's current in eb2 so we tried mm-hmm. to upgrade as well uh, but it's in src and the main problem is my husband when you
1: say when you say you tried to upgrade did you do it after january 24th or before january before, 24th
2: before J- january uh, so it was 24th, in, in okay. december uh, December 2021, okay, we tried to upgrade. Uh, what okay. happened, my husband has used his uh, gc EAD. So, we both of us got EAD uh, in 2021. I haven't used, I'm primary, I'm still on H1B, but my husband used his uh, GC-EAD from EB3 uh, AOS. So I now, got it. Yeah, so since we are in SRC, we are trying to refile. My question is, will that be an issue for my husband since he already used um, I mean he
1: V3 G C that that is that is right. He cannot he is an adjustment of status right now. Um, so if he wants to continue working though he he cannot file the for application. Um, is his H4 still valid?
2: Uh, we uh, it was an extension with my H1B and we got uh, we got RFP because he left the country for emergency and that is when he actually used his EB3 EAD, GCEAD. So we got RFP and we replied that we already started using EAD so that I think that is withdrawn already.
1: Yeah then then you are out of luck. You should not file. I would not recommend that you file. I would not recommend that you file the refiling book. But I would strongly recommend to interfile right now, again, even though you filed in December. So, are
2: you talking about interfile with four eighty five J? That that will make You're difference.
1: Absolutely right. You are absolutely because previously we were shooting the arrows in the dark. I mean, we don't know where it was going. Some of them are getting, some of them are not getting. Right now, we know where to shoot. Yeah, I mean, my, my only
2: concern is SRC. And even with Interfile,
1: in SRC. <laughs> I know, I know ma'am, but I would still recommend right now to Interfile again, rather than defiling because you don't want to sacrifice your husband. Yeah. Next person, please.
4: Sure. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Shravya. Hey, hi Rahul. Uh, my question is like uh, me and my husband applied for uh, H1 and H4 EAD extension. So, we are planning to travel to India uh, and I also have a valid visa already. So, can I? When is the
1: hitch? When is your husband's h one be expiring, the current one?
4: Uh, it's May 20, Which
1: May 20 of which year? Uh, 2022. Okay. And I'm assuming that your hitch for India is also expiring on May 20, 2022. 20, yes. yes. And then you are going to. India
4: uh-huh.
1: and while the extension is pending, yes. Okay, go ahead. Uh,
4: so my question is if, if I go to India now, I have already have a valid visa,
1: visa so stamping I, on May 20th, 2022.
4: Yes, so can I go for stamping again uh, on my uh, husband's H1? The extension. so
1: after your husband's H1B is extended, you want to go, right. Not before. He
4: already got approved. He already got the approval. But
1: you said his H-1B is expiring in May 2022.
4: No, that was expiring, but he already applied and we got the approval till 2025.
1: Yeah. So your question is, if you're going for stamping before May of 2022, can you get the stamping until 2025? Yes. On the H-4 visa, even though that your H-4 visa is still valid?
4: Yes. On my husband's...
1: The answer is one word. Yes, you can. Absolutely Uh, no problem with it.
4: Okay. And I have one more question. That is I'm working. So will it affect my work or else I can continue? Because my EAD uh, will be still pending or else I need to reapply again?
1: No, you don't need to reapply. Remember the other lady where she transferred from L2 to H4? I told her to reapply. In -hmm. your case, you don't need to reapply. So if you go to India, you get the stamping and you back under the new USCIS directions though, Uh even if the EAD has expired in May of 2022, if you come back, assuming that your H4 validity will be until 2025 and your I-94 will be also valid until 2025, you can work for a period of 180 days Uh after your EAD expires. Which will be somewhere in May, uh, May June, yes. July, August, September, November of 2022. You can work, even though your AD expired. Okay.
4: Okay, so now I need to no need to reapply, right? Because we already applied, but I need to get approval. That's it.
1: You don't need to apply. Next oh, person.
4: Thank you.
8: Hi Rahul. Um I applied for my adjustment of status in January 20, this January, Uh, when I applied for my adjustment of status, I was working for a client in California. And then um, I was also working remote I, I live in California. So in LCA I mentioned the California residence address and the client address as the primary and secondary working location. Right now I got a new project. I'm a consultant working in EBC model So um, I moved to a new client, applied for my H-1B amendment plus extension. Uh, I'm still living in the same residence um, and I got the address of client B as California as well. They are in the California but in a different location of California. We mentioned client B address and my residence address as a primary and secondary location. Does it affect my adjustment of status at this point of time or do I have to let USCIS know anything related to my Adjustment of status uh, that are changed. You're working
1: name. for a consulting companies, right? right no, it right, does right. not affect
8: your adjustment of status. You don't have to mention because you have not
1: changed the address in your, you have not changed the address, so you don't need to mention anywhere.
8: So typically, is it the change of address that triggers any change of residence address that triggers any changes or anything like that?
1: or It doesn't trigger anything. You just have to inform them.
8: Right, right. So since I'm in the same address in both the scenarios, I don't have- You are under them. no obligation to inform them. Thank Next you. person, please.
1: If you're a newcomer, please let us know that you're a newcomer and you have to put your face up there. Uh, I don't think so. Bhavna Gupta is still there right now. If you are, please show your face, ma'am. Next person, please.
2: Madam,
9: Hey, Rahul, ready? Uh, thank you so much for uh, receiving uh, my call. S-
1: Stephen, I will, um, that lady left. I'm going to have you call her. I'll give you the information soon. You don't have to be here. Go ahead.
9: Hey Rahul, uh, quick question. Um, so this was my situation in 2020. Um, so in February of 2020, I have designed employer B and applied, um, I mean, uh, employer C applied my H1B. Um, so the, the H1B uh, receipt date was, um, sorry, the receipt date was May 21. Uh, but my employer B already withdraw my H-1B on 4th of March. Um, does uh, it...
1: This is, but when is the employer B's H-1B expiring?
9: So the, I, I started saying B because I have employer A also. On, That's uh, fine, one That's fine. When is
1: the employer B's H-1B expiring? i need h H-1B, employer B's.
9: I I don't know the I one,
1: remember they withdrew it in March fourth of two thousand twenty. That's right. what you told me. Yeah. Can you if, look into when it is expiring?
9: I don't have it right handy, but Assume, before assuming,
1: as, assuming if it's expiring after March twenty-fourth of first of two thousand twenty. Okay, yeah. assuming if it's then you are under no trouble, even though your employment ended. Because you have a 60-day grace period that is allowed. Right. Okay. But 60-day so only works if there is an I-94 that is valid. Okay. So you did not tell me. When did it start the employment with employer B, though?
9: So on February, uh, risk date was February 11th. And I started working with them on uh, February 18th. And it Which years? Of, 2021.
1: 2020. So, but anyway... Um, So did the employer B, H-1B ever got approved or never got approved? Uh,
9: No, it was never approved. They applied and there was one query in that. And then I moved on to the employer C.
1: Employer C. But did you got the H-1B approval for employer C? Yes. And did you got with the I-94?
9: Yes, I got it.
1: I don't see any problem for you, sir.
9: Okay. The reason I I came back asking this question was last week, one of the, one of the uh, caller was having this problem. So his 485 got denied. So now my employer, yeah, in 2012, he applied my 485 in October. So... Yeah, but,
1: but you, you have the receipt notice. So you're in good shape. Okay. I know, I know the case, one particular case that you're speaking about. Yeah, we had a discussion or start with that's a very serious thing that happened with him and his lawyer was very good in sending him back and coming back. Yeah. I remember the discussion with So English. as long as I have but
9: receipt date... Receipt you, you are date. fine. Your okay. receipt date
1: is there. In Before that the case, the, the receipt notice was not properly there.
9: Okay. And okay. last last question. What is the difference between receipt date and receipt notice
1: date? When you file the application, the USCIS receives the application, right? They receive this one. So immediately they stamp, received on this date. Okay. But they take time to process it so okay. then they will say notice date that means on that day the notice has been issued okay which one is important so the, for us receipt date, rece- rece- received rece- not notice date
9: okay got it thank you Rahul. so thank you yeah. thank you so much
4: neena
1: uh, i i can't hear you vishnu vishnu i can't hear you vishnu
10: anand Hey Rahul, um, I just have a question Rahul like uh, my priority date is EB2 is uh, September 2013 and my old employer is ready to file my 485 but he's advising me you know like he, he's telling me to back on their payroll right now or maybe after EAD to make sure that we are not having any problems during the process of GC so what do you advise Rahul? Do it. What are you waiting for? Because I'm because I'm already working with uh, my current employer and I was thinking... You will to...
1: jump them. Okay. What do you want? You want me or you want green card?
10: I want green card. Do you want to
1: continue coming here? Yeah, there you go. Then go join that guy. If The guy is demanding to join for filing a green card. Do it.
10: Yeah, yeah. He's saying join now or you can wait up to EAD, but you have to join after EAD so that at least if you join us for six months, you are good. I'll pray him, I'll put a coconut to him, and then I'll, I'll put him in my temple, okay? Okay, and Raul, just last one question. So, my current employer uh, is also ready to file my I-140, but they said... So what do you mean know, I-140?
1: So he has to file a labor to file the I-140?
10: No, they did. I think labor is about to complete. It's already going to six months. They were saying, you may get your permanent next month, next week. My current employer I'm talking about. And I told them, can you file my uh, I-140 in EB2? Then attorney is saying, you know, they cannot file in EB2 because during the recruitment process, they mention yeah. in the requirement that they are ready I to... Point. I like the point. I know what that is. Okay.
1: Go join the old company.
10: Oh, okay. Okay, Thanks, Raul. I'll do that.
1: You know, my yes. grandmother said to me that you have 100 rupees in your hand and there in the, in the bush you have 200 rupees. Which one to take it? Take the 100 rupees in your hand, she said. Okay. Now, actually, you have 200 rupees in your hand And 100 rupees in the bush. So go take the 200, grab it, the 200 rupees, the EB2 with your previous company. Next person, please. Thank you. Don't even hesitate because EB3, we don't know when it's going to be current. Okay, thank you. Nilesh? And you you don't even have the labor approval anyway.
11: Yeah. Hey hey Rahul, uh, you have filed my 485 and I have done with my green card uh, interview and my priority date is not current yet. So Mm -hmm. can I file my uh, green card EAD?
1: Extension, you mean to say?
11: Uh, Yeah, the green card EAD. Okay. Yes, you can. Okay. So I have sent an email about that. Can you please reply so that I can go with you again?
1: Which We have a separate conference call for you, not this one though. What is your email
11: address? Uh, Nilesh3661 at gmail.com. I sent an email also, and I copied a couple of people uh, from your firm also.
1: Yeah, but we requested you to come to the conference call. Uh, There's a separate conference call for you, okay? Okay. Not this one where you may get a chance or may not get a chance. So I'm sending an email to you right now in response to it, okay?
11: Okay, okay, okay. So so
1: the, the reason is that we call the conference call so we can sort everything out with you guys it was sent to you seven days ago conference call
11: yeah actually like yeah I uh, I got something like got got stuck with my office you or your
1: you or your spouse, both any of the people can come to a conference call though this is not the con. yeah then it doesn't have to be you
11: okay okay so I do have to join again no you
1: don't have to I send all the details and then you can respond to that
11: one. okay okay thank you thank you
1: next person please
11: Ramya
8: Hi, Uh, so I have a question. So I am with my employer A right now and I'm looking to move to an employer B. My wife has a, I'm on H1. My wife has a H4 and an EAD with my employer A. The employer B is not willing.
1: Employer B, employer A, H4, EAD. When is it expiring for your wife? Uh, August 23. Okay. Okay. August 23, August
8: 2023. August of
11: 2023. Okay. Uh, my employer B is not willing to file for H-4 or EAD, right? So they are just willing to do the H-1 transfer,
4: mm-hmm.
2: uh,
11: which I'm okay with. Uh, my question is, uh, will she be on a valid status if I move?
1: Absolutely, she will be in valid status. Okay. H-4 okay. is given to her not to, not not to, by the employer, not to the employer. But okay. however, though, I will tell you one thing though, when you get the H-1B approval. You can contact us. We can file the H4 and EAD for you.
0: Of course, we'll make
1: money on you. And the reason I tell this is that there are so many people who are waiting for the EADs and H4 approval. Mm -hmm. They take a long time. So if you file the H4 plus EAD right now, Mm -hmm. you will get an approval for the H4 plus EAD until 2025. But if you contact us in July of 2023 and then you file it, yeah. So you can't go, as soon as you get the H1 approval, you contact me. So or it any it, law got it. Go for H4 the for immediately. H4 immediately. H4 immediately. Got it. There you go. You don't Makes wait sense. for two thousand twenty three. Makes sense. Yep. Thank you. Next person, please.
2: Nina.
5: Am I audible? Yes, you are ma'am. Yeah. Hi, Rahul. Thank you for giving me a chance. I have any question My based on my current scenario. My current status is my I-94 is already expired on January 2022, last month. And my current, my I-539 application has already been submitted by my attorney uh, last year. Was it
1: submitted? Okay, it's submitted last year. Spouse
5: attorney, last year and it is currently pending. And as per the current processing time, it is taking a long time. So I don't want to wait till that time. And uh, two weeks back only my husband, L1 got approved and we are getting extension approval till next year. Until next year we got the approval. So now my question is what is the best way for me to get my I-94 updated based on my spouse approval notice so that I can start working? (laughs)
1: Uh, this L1 approvals. Stephen, is, are you still there? Let me see if I can get Stephen Brown back. Can you check if Stephen can come back?
4: Yeah, sure, Rahul.
1: So you are planning to go to India to get the L2 stamping and come back, right?
5: I have a visa stamp that is valid currently till May 2022. So I still have valid stamp on my passport. So what is the best way for me to get my I-94 quickly updated? Okay, I'm drop, only...
1: in, drop an email at info at rnlawgroup.com. and there's a new thing that is going on on this, um, on this L2 uh, and mm-hmm. I don't know exactly and the person who is litigating that class action shoot is Steven Brown. He's going to respond to you email, okay? Info okay, at rnloggroup.com. But...
5: But is there any way to cross the border because I have a valid stamp on my passport and then come back with the let, latest yeah. PMP?
1: Yeah, let me let me call you back and I'll inform you, okay?
5: Sure, sure. Thank you so much. Okay.
1: I'll take the last caller today, guys. Hey, Stephen. Stephen is back. Sorry. So yeah. what's the rule right now If
8: if somebody gets the L2 approval, what's the rule right now? So we are hearing instances that CBP has started the I-94 designation for L-2 spouses and E-2 spouses. I've not seen an official announcement from CBP, but we are hearing it happening a lot and people being able to go to deferred inspection who have valid I-94s getting it. Now, it's not happening at every deferred inspection point, but if your I-94 is valid, let's say, till December 2022, 2023, whatever – um, it may be worth reaching out to your deferred inspection and say, hey, this is, you know, taking effect because of this lawsuit. Can I get the new, you know, L2E2 spouse, I-94? And we've heard a good number of people, but that, that's working. If not, March 10th is their deadline to have a policy in place that is widely announced.
1: Okay, thank you, Stephen. Uh, Miss Nina, I still need to answer you whether, because your I 94 expired, your stamping is still valid. I still need to answer whether you can travel with the existing stamping or do you need to get a new stamping? I still need to answer it. Drop an email to me, I'll answer that question to you. I'll take the last caller today, guys. Hello. Hi,
7: Rahul, sir. Uh, good morning. Yes, go ahead. But, sir. I do have the passport. Right now I'm in India and I do have the passport. And uh, that, uh, old passport and new passport. I have re- applied for the new passport as well. So I got it. Now, my old passport is ha- having the H1B. And uh, new passport is not, it means completely new. So I am planning to uh, come to U.S. So do I need to stamp H1? Uh, uh,
1: Absolutely not required.
7: Not required?
1: Not required. Okay. So what you need to do is you need to have both passports carried together at all times. mm mm-hmm. Let me tell you one thing though, in your life, always carry the old passport, new passport. And even if you get the next 10 passports, carry all 10 passports together. Okay. Whenever I find somebody's two passports though, I take their passports mm-hmm. on the back. What I do is that I staple them from the back.
7: Okay. Okay. That's good.
1: Okay. I, in that way, they mm-hmm. won't separate. It.
7: Okay. And my H1B is valid till Feb 2023 so not that's required.
1: Fine. absolutely okay. not required for stamping okay. thank you guys for coming in well, the next sir, i do call have one question be,
7: do, do you provide yep. the contact lawyer uh, services also i do have one for agreement what? contract lawyer services no, sir, we do not we do, do not. we have any reference i need to review one agreement with the contact lawyer if you know someone that you means. can
1: send an email but you can google it that's maybe better because hmm. but we, we our office is exclusively only immigration
7: okay That's thank you sir thank you so much uh,
1: don't forget that we do have a live uh, youtube and facebook session at from five to six guys so you can come there and our next conference call is on thursday thank you guys for coming
0: thank you for listening to ready and newman daily podcast we sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review for more information or if you want to make an appointment check out our websites